Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Take talk with you anywhere with the all-new Talk 1370 app. Listen to your favorite shows. Keep up with the latest breaking news and more. Search for Talk 1370 in the App Store or find the links at Talk1370.com. It's anywhere I need. Talk 1370, the right choice. Welcome to Speed City with John Massengill, Les Kaiser, and Jonathan Green. It's the fastest hour on the radio. Speed City. Good evening, gearheads. Welcome to Speed City. We are fired up as usual. We got a great show tonight. Hey, barely got recovered from last weekend's MotoGP. But Man, yeah. no kidding. That was a blast out of Coda this last weekend. But Catch your breath because we got another race weekend at Coda coming up next weekend. Hey, I hope you guys are ready. And guys and gals, this is seriously one of the ones that I call a family event race weekend. Absolutely. The unprecedented fan access is the way Coda puts it on their website. Well, that's true. That's true. I mean, how many times can you go and you can stand five feet from the actual race car and watch the mechanics throw wrenches and spin them and all the above? Dude, you can get closer than five feet. I've seen the they let kids and stuff yeah. get right up in them sometimes. Yeah, I, and no, and that's no exaggeration. I've seen with the team is slow and they're not, you know, they're all prepped. And the little kids come up and they're getting pictures, you know, with the car in the background. I've seen them raise the rope and let the kid come in and sit in the car. And, you know, mom or dad comes in and snaps pictures of the kid sitting behind the wheel. I'm like, yeah, good on you. That's going to bring us a new fan. Well, let me run down what we got. This is John Massengill, and that's Les Kaiser. You hear Jonathan Green. He was out doing the Red Bull Rallycross, doing the track commentary for those guys. And I don't know if he's going to make it tonight's show or not. But, he uh, may not have a voice left. He's doing that all season, so be sure and check out those guys. Yeah, he's going to be with them, traveling the whole the whole season with them. But So tonight's show, we got Oz Negri, by the way, going to come in on the show live in about a half hour to talk about the uh, the uh, IMSA race coming here to Austin. What's it called? The Advanced Auto Parts Showdown, I believe. That's right. That's right. It's, and, uh, to me, it's one of the most exciting because it's a really busy weekend and uh, we'll, we'll get into all the details here in a little bit but. so let me run down what else we got on the show because we're going to talk a little uh, formula one of course because valtteri botas his debut win in fact we're going to yeah. get inga streka is going to be uh, we're going to grab her in just a few seconds i believe and got to get her on the line our european formula one correspondent and get her in t- uh, input on all that we're also going to talk a little moto america and World Superbikes, because Moto America was, after they left Austin, they went straight to Road Atlanta. Road Atlanta, which is one of the coolest tracks. I, I, that's on my wish list. i got to check out Road Atlanta. I love the looks of yeah, it. Yeah, that would be awesome. And so we're going to talk all of that. And we're also going to talk a little bit about last weekend's MotoGP, because it was amazing. And talk about the crowd and everything. Hey, but, we, you know, there's that new race coming. we got to talk about that. The World Series V8, their formula cars, V8. And this is a World Series. It's legitimately a World Series, so we're going to get into that as well. Oh, yeah, that's right. That was officially confirmed this week, so we're going to talk about that. But let's go to some Formula One because we have Inga Strecka, our European Formula One correspondent on the line. Inga, welcome back to Speed City. 
Hi there. Good. Um, well, I should say good morning. Yeah. Yeah. Good morning. For good you. morning. You're you're up before the sun. I bet. No, I'm still up. Uh-oh. Once I've talked to you guys, I finally go and get a little bit of beauty sleep. Oh uh, well. Well, I appreciate you coming on and uh, staying up late with us. And oh, how, my pleasure. Well, how about this race? You know, it on the on the surface, it kind of looks like well, okay, Botas jumped out in front and Vettel was behind him for most of the race. It kind of looked like it was not that much action, but actually there was quite a bit, wasn't there? There was. And, you know, the funny thing is, up until now, the three Russian Grand Prix, every single lap had been led by a Mercedes car. So um, before the race, when I did my live ticker, my live commentary, I was saying, look, you know, this with two Ferraris in the front row for the start, um, this looks like the record is going to be stopped now. And then Bottas takes over and starts leading the race. I'm like, what? What's going on here? <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, he jumped right, right out at the start. Like a rocket start. Yeah. <laughs> you were saying what I was saying. Yeah, he looked. He jumped right out and uh, and looked strong and right at the beginning and obviously dominant the whole race. Yeah, I mean, amazing, amazing. Like Nicky Lauda, he took his hat off, which he rarely does. He said, "I take my hat off." Very well done, and um, he's the super coolest guy today. Well, so I I, I didn't see uh, as much after the race. I mean, he's had to have just been emotional and ecstatic to win his first Formula One race. I mean, obviously, he's been around and done well, but uh, to win your first race, it's got to be incredible. Well, let's say that. For a Finnish driver, it is very emotional. <laughs> <laughs> It was, he was funny. There was a scene where, like, um, Bottas and Kimi were standing there holding those bottles, those big champagne bottles, and they were looking at each other. And I know the Finnish word for cheers is kippies. Probably they did say that, but I'm not sure if it was the right drink for them. They were, like, looking a little bit skeptical, and they were not saying much. And, you know, it's quite funny. It was an almost Finnish podium because Sebastian Vettel feels Finnish. He speaks Finnish. He's got Finnish trainer. I'm sure these three guys really enjoyed each other. You know, it was great. But you talk about what Botas was saying, John, and he really was just like, he said something to the effect of, it's about time, you know, because it's yeah. uh, 81 or 82 races before he, he got 80, there. 80, it was Actually, it was the 81st race, this one. But, uh, you know, he wasn't excited by our standards, but he was excited by Valtteri's standards. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but, and, and, you know, he's, he's actually... He's, he's a really good guy. Like, he talks very openly, like, you know, interviewing Valtteri as of, compared to interviewing Kimi, um, you need a lot more time for Valtteri. <laughs> um, yeah. And you get a lot more answers as well. Um, it, it's actually pleasant to, to talk to him. And um, he, he does get up, you know, he parties, he celebrates, he's happy. He's, he's a generally happy guy. But when you see him and we talk to him, you really do get the feeling he rests in himself and he's very self-confident. So him saying it's about time is um, understating for his emotions. You know, I've, I've run into him here in the paddock in Austin and uh, not had the opportunity to really speak to him, but watching others deal with him, unless his handler or his manager has him by the shirt sleeve keeping him moving, yeah. he does seem to stop and, and generally appreciate you taking time to speak to him. And so... You know, from that view, I, I really appreciate that in, in so many of the drivers, uh, the way they handle that situation. Yeah, and, and you know, and, and he's 
they they got married over winter. His wife, she's lovely too. She's an Olympic swimmer. So they're both professional sports people. And I think that also just tunes him down. You know, he's like very relaxed. Well, it is. And uh, I know that Olympic trail as well. And uh, with the, she's a breaststroke competitor and Olympic caliber. Obviously, she competed, I believe, in Argentina last. And I and think Les, Les has a little bit of authority here. Both of his daughters are, are, are uh, two or three. Of three the of, all three of them. All three daughters are swimmers. Two yeah. of them have held records at one time. So, uh, but wow. uh, it's one of those things that a swimmer is a complete different athlete. They train so diligently. They, their dietary, their training, it's not uncommon for them to spend four hours a day in the water. And uh, so the mentality between an F1 driver and a swimmer their approach is very methodical, very controlled. And, and so I could see how that personality works very well for him. And, and that's actually a very good description if you compare Bottas's driving and Hamilton's driving. Hamilton is a genius. He, he's got it. And when he's, when he's got it and when, he's, when it's going, it is going. Like he'll pull out a lap and he'll pull out maneuvers where you're like, wow, amazing. And Bottas is more, just like you say, methodical. He's like, he looks at it, he approaches it, and he goes for it. And then he is consistent. So I think you, your description is perfect. Well, Inga, i got to ask you, speaking of Lewis Hamilton, uh, so what was your take on what was going on today? Obviously, he's having some trouble. The car, they were saying the car was hot and to maybe not push it quite so much. So what, uh, what did you, I, I what'd you find out? Were, I don't know if they were broadcasting more of his radio conversations than usually, or if he was just talking more on the radio than usually. I do not recall having heard him so much on the radio. He's asking, where are the others? He's asking, he's, he's saying, my car is hot. He's saying, um, what about the pressure? What about the temperature? Um, is the car okay? What about the pit stops? He was asking a yeah. lot of questions as I've, if he was like worried or nervous. I felt like he was trying to talk himself down and huh. stay calm. Because he knew he was under the gun. I don't know what gun. it was, but it started on Friday. I mean, look at it realistically. Ferrari has been dominating every single practice session. And up until P3, we were like, well, maybe Mercedes were not just showing it all on the table. But then came qualifying. And um, you, you could see that Ferrari was really strong. And the one thing that was with, with Hamilton the whole weekend and it reminded me a little bit of, I think it was Baku last year, um, when he didn't have a good start of the of the race weekend, um, and uh, he he made a mistake this weekend and turned thirteen a lot, like every yeah. now and again, mm -hmm. thirteen over and was over. his problem. Yeah, and and I don't know if he was nervous, if he was just not feeling comfortable in the car. Toto Wolff said afterwards after the race, he said. Yeah, he was not happy with the car from the start of the weekend. Yeah, I think it's uh, obviously we know Lewis Hamilton. We know what we can do. So I, I think there was something going on with the car because he uh, he would not end up where he ended up. So uh, it was, uh, but it was great to see Valtteri Bottas and and great to see Ferrari battling once again as we've been talking about all season. But there's a couple other stories I want to talk to you about, uh, Inga, because. You know, obviously, with uh, one of the stories is the Sauber contract story that came out. Uh, yeah, th yeah, that's a really tell us your take on that. Well, it's it's really interesting. I mean, I I think for me it was a surprise. 
Um, there have been rumors about um, McLaren talking to Mercedes, possibly switching to Mercedes because they're not happy. I mean, you just got to watch Alonso's face, you know. <laughs> Why is he doing the Indy 500, you know? And, yeah. and McLaren doing all they can, but they just don't have the power. You can see that on the straights as well. They, they're going, the power is there, but then the handling in the corners, especially in those sections with the, with the slow corners, they're just nowhere. And then suddenly today, this morning, the announcement that Sauber have signed a contract with Honda starting 2018. They're running 2016 Ferraris this year, and um, it doesn't look like there's any chance that they get an updated or 2017 Ferrari. Um, They're really struggling again, not as much as last year, but they do need a point, um, at least one. (laughs) And um, now they signed with Honda. It's, yeah. it's quite interesting. It's um, Are Honda going to keep McLaren? Is Sauber going to be a development team? Um, are Honda going to lose McLaren and going to just go to Sauber? Um, very interesting. Silly season started early. I know. It's not just a silly season for drivers, of course, but silly season for manufacturers and engine makers. Hey, before we leave the topic of contracts, it was brought up on the podium. Eddie Jordan brings <laughs> up, and, and I was like, okay, it was funny, but not cool because he kept going on it with Botas, you know, only has a one year contract. And he turns to Toto and says, you know, oh. kind of break out the contract <laughs> yeah, They're right there. And I was like, OK, it was a little funny, but he, he brought it up like two or three times right there. <laughs> Toto Wolf was like, OK, so I'm sure the funny. negotiations will come into play soon. <laughs> It sounded a bit like as if EJ suddenly is managing Bottas, but I think it's still Didier Coton, and he's a very capable um, manager. And uh, you could almost see that it was like Bottas was battery was feeling uncomfortable with this. Exactly. You know? EJ standing <laughs> on the podium saying, "Give this man a three-year contract." You know, like I said, if he had said it once and and left it, and we laughed and we chuckled and we moved along with the rest of the podium, it would have been, "Oh, that's funny." Yeah, I bet Toto's rethinking that. Okay, and whatever else happens, but. Eddie Jordan would not let it go, but but if you know Eddie Jordan, that's Eddie Jordan doing it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, you know, and that's why they get him up on the podium because he's had the podium interest really long this time. Like, um, I was hoping I could to to experience a bit more, um, you know, of of the other drivers, but it was like all concentrated on the podium this time. And now you know why they don't let me do podiums. <laughs> hey Inga, can you can you? Hey Inga, I'm sorry. Can you hold on for just a second? We'll take a quick break. Of course. All right, we're going to take a quick break. You're listening to Speed City live from Austin, Texas. When we come back, a little more Formula One, and in about 15 minutes, we got Oz Negri talking about IMSA coming to Austin next weekend. Back after these messages. If you've ridden motorcycles in this part of the country for long, no doubt you know of Bud's Motorcycle Shop. Bud left this world a while back, but his legendary Harley service rides on. No longer is Bud's in downtown Austin, it is now Ravel's Heavy Duty, and they've moved out by the Formula One track. You'll see all the familiar faces, so bring in your new, used, and abused, but there's no sign of shiny showroom prices. So check it out at RavelsHeavyDuty.com. the racetrack. It's where legends are born. Where only the finest machines earn their reputation for innovation and dominance. 
Such are the nameplates you'll find at Aston Martin of Austin, Lotus of Austin, Bentley Austin and Rolls-Royce Motorcars. Austin exotic, iconic automobiles whose racing heritage turns everyday driving into an inspiring journey because you're never just along for the ride. Highway 183 north of McNeil Road. Precision Camera and Video is the largest camera store in Texas with over 10,000 square feet and packed with all the latest manufacturer offerings. Founded in 1976 and still owned and operated by its founders Jerry and Rosemary Sullivan, Precision Camera is committed to the finest customer experience. With hand-picked products and on-hand experts, you won't find a more helpful, knowledgeable and accommodating sales staff for quality service. Come see for yourself Precision Camera and Video, 2438 West Anderson Lane. Keep up with the latest breaking news in Austin and around the world. Take a moment to make sure you're following us on Twitter at Talk1370. Let the tweeting begin! Just one more way to stay connected with Talk1370. The right choice. I'm Cameron Bovier. I ride for Monster Energy Graves Yamaha, and this is Speed City. All right, when we left, we were talking to Inga Strecka about Formula One. Inga, I know you got a couple things you want to talk about, but... Um, any other stories from today that jumped out of you? I'm gonna. I want you to talk about Haas F1, but anything besides <laughs> besides Haas F1, the pretty miserable race for them. But what else? What other stories besides Haas? Um, I think you were like talking about the silly season, right? Yeah, we, we left talking that? about. Yep, yep. Who's going to go right, where and what? Right. right. So, um, did you hear the rumor that um, Mercedes and Vettel are talking? Oh my Ooh. gosh, that rumor I have but, not heard. No, Vettel wouldn't do that, would he? No, I, I would think it's stupid because um, he's he's you know in a really really good car. He's finally yeah. uh, Ferraris. There were and um, Toto Wolf said after the race, no, we are friends. We're having friendly conversations. They're actually neighbors, believe it or not, in Switzerland. <laughs> um, and um, he said um, he himself, Toto Wolf himself, said Vettel would be stupid to to do something <laughs> like that right now. Then there's also talks about um, Verstappen thinking of maybe leaving Red Bull. Um, we will see to that. I mean, they were going to recover as well. They just got to, um, you know, get a bit of a, uh, updates and everybody's going to be bringing updates in Spain in a couple of weeks, I think. So it's going to be interesting and exciting. Uh, you know, when she said Total Wolf and Sebastian Vettel are neighbors, I don't know. What came to my mind was the Tim Allen show where the guy walks up to the fence and looks over. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't know why. Yeah, like, Wilson. Wilson. You know, it's like, yeah, hey, how's it going today? <laughs> <laughs> what you doing over there? <laughs> I'm sorry, Inga. That was totally Probably random. Probably makes no sense to Inga, though. <laughs> Well, maybe maybe they were, maybe they were talking about all their kids. You know? <laughs> yeah, Toto Wolf now has a baby. So, um, well, somehow, somehow, I I think it's probably a little different than a plain old picket fence yeah, between those two guys if they aren't like that close. But anyway, so <laughs> I wonder if they get together off off race weekends and yeah. <laughs> and, and roast barbecue, roast yeah. uh, hot dogs on the on the back grill. So so what about Haas F1 today? I mean, first things first, I want to ask you when uh, when Grosjean and William Palmer came together. Whose fault was that? Was it just racing or was it somebody's fault? I'd say it's a, it's a racing incident. I mean, the stewards took no action. Um, turn two, it was really all tight. And, uh, um, you know, I would say racing incident. Okay. Well, Les, what you, what, I was asking you, you said the same thing. Yeah, I, I think it's a racing incident. And so let's go a little further in that because Zynga certainly has more experience around the, the marshals and, and those guys. What delineates a racing incident from 
you know, something uh, something that they would be penalized. I say that it was uh, with intent. A racing in, a racing incident wasn't an intentional, you know, bump or squeezing off the track or something like that. It, it was just part of part of racing, and it wasn't directed at the other driver. Is that a fair assessment of uh, defining what would be a racing incident versus something with intent and subject to penalty? I would agree with that, yeah. Um, I mean, also, you know, if someone is crossing um, to defend his line twice and then they crash, that's mm-hmm. or, or someone is turning in. Quite interestingly enough, I was just watching an old um, Ayrton Senna movie and um, seeing the, um, the racing incidents, which weren't racing incidents, in Japan when, uh, you know, him and Prost hit each other. That was intense, mm-hmm. most probably. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but, no doubt. Um, a turn two right after this start in, you know, all these cars around, three cars next to each other, I would say that was just a crash, yeah. um, an, an, an accident. Yeah. Well, and, man, did you guys see when uh, when Grosjean – when Parma came around and hit Joe Grosjean and, and launched him, just launched him, man. I bet he was five feet off the ground. And, and Inga, you know, the first thing that comes to mind is that, that yeah, when that happens to Mercedes or Ferrari, they've got, you know, tens and hundreds of millions of dollars. It's no big deal. And Haas is, you know, they've got money and they're not like, you know, about to die like, you know, on the vine from lack of funds. But that's got to make a big financial impact because that's probably a lot of money that just got smashed up there. Yeah, and probably insurance does not cover it like when you have a road crash, right? <laughs> you didn't call a state farm agent. So. No, I don't think so. Yeah, right. That's um, you know, and a lot of work for the go- for the guys because they have to redo the car before be- before they can pack it up. But now they have to rush because everything has to be shipped back to Europe. So um, that's adding on the stress for the team as well. Yeah, obviously it's a big deal for the team and everybody else. But so, so what about Magnuson? You know, he uh, he was lang- languishing there, tenth, eleventh, twelfth, thirteenth. You know, what do you think about where Haas is and and where Magnuson is in particular? Well, I mean, he finished where he started to start with, um, and that with a five second penalty for exceeding track limits. Um, so he did get penalized by the marshals. Um, tough to say you know i mean grosjean is was continuously complaining about the breaks during the entire three practice sessions over and over again he's on the radio so much i mean he was last year and he is this year again they from my knowledge and correct me if i'm wrong they were having brembo breaks then they tested after the Bahrain race. They tested um, Allied. Another, brand, I believe it is. And um, they switched from all I've been, you know, True. finding out. On Friday, and, they actually um, now ran, they need to get the new ones to work. Uh, they ran Allied, I believe, was the brand on Friday, and he loved the way they felt. All of everything was, you know, just beautiful. But they wouldn't last an entire race, and that and. Uh, so they worked with the engineers trying to figure out if they could do anything to extend the lifespan of those, and they just wouldn't. And so that's why on Saturday they went back to the Brembo, and, and he's back where he was. All right, I got one for you, Inga. So somebody on Twitter, when Grosjean was complaining about breaks again, which is I don't know how many times now, the last year and this year, somebody said, okay, this is it. Grosjean's out. He's going to leave because they can't get the car right because he obviously is a great race driver because – 
you know, now we've had two good race drivers last year, Perez and this year, Magnuson, that Grosjean consistently outperforms in the same hardware. So he's obviously and and remember, right before you came and to Haas, he was doing it. Yeah, I mean, he was he was doing great. And so what do you think about that rumor that Grosjean is ready to exit Haas because he because they can't get the car right? No, I, I don't think so, because when, you know, when he's going, he's still going good. Yeah. Um, the collision, who knows where he would have ended up um, if without the collision. Um, I think it's partially, you know, every driver has their ways, and maybe partially it's, um, it's Grosjean that he needs to complain a little bit. I don't know. Maybe that's what it is. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. But he's a good driver. He's doing good, and the Haas car, when he's going, is good. I'm just looking through my notes through the practice times and, you know, qualifying and, well, he could have scored points, who knows, but um, I think, let's have a look how he does um, in Barcelona. Yeah, let's do that. Well, hey, Inga, I want I know what, uh, when we spoke yesterday, you said you wanted to talk about uh, the Monte Carlo and the Amber Lounge thing that was going on over there. Tell us, tell us what's going on. There's a charity event too, right? Right, and, um, you know, I mean, Avalanche is the party to go of the whole season. Right, of course. All the drivers go there, all the drivers celebrate there. That's where the Monaco winner goes to celebrate usually. And it's run by Sonia Irvine, Eddie Irvine's sister. Now, for many years, she's doing a great job. But this year, I think it's really, really fabulous. And I'm really looking forward to going there because um, on Friday, she always hosts a fashion show. It's Friday, May 26th. And she hosts a fashion show where they have – the Formula One drivers on the catwalk, which is pretty unique. You know, I don't know if many other drivers or many other athletes do something like that. But this year, she's got Sir Jackie Stewart there, and he's got um, a charity uh, a foundation. It's called Race Against Dementia. They came up with some scary facts, I have to admit. Um, and they're collecting, they're, they're raising funds um, for research against dementia and um the, the press release I received was pretty moving because both Jackie Stewart and Sonia Irvine's families are affected by it. And for them to openly so openly say that is, is a pretty big thing. So um, I really hope that whoever is planning to come to Monaco is going to go there and help the good cause. At the same time, have a great time there, rub shoulders with drivers and, and VIPs and I think it's a, it's, it's a brilliant thing to do. Well, well, we, to we definitely know a few people in that's a great cause, yeah, and, too. And send us a link, uh, um, Inga. We'll, we'll retweet it for you. But thank you, Inga Strecka, for coming on Speed City once again, getting us up to speed, and thank you for staying up late <laughs> again. But thanks so much, Inga, and, and we'll talk to you soon. My pleasure. I get some sleep now, so I can do the same thing <laughs> for you guys again in two weeks. All righty. Travel safe. Thanks, Inga. <laughs> All right. We're going to go straight to break because we got uh, Osnegri coming on. We're going to talk to him about him and his Acura coming to Austin, Texas here in about a week. You're listening to Speed City live from Austin. Back up to these messages. The Augusta motorcycles are the epitome of Italian style, precisely crafted with a passion for two-wheel art on wheels. Ducati Austin are the only MV Augusta and Ducati factory authorized technicians in Austin, servicing all European brands. Check the Brutale Sport Naked, the most extreme essential naked bike ever. Or the Turismo Veloce 800, the first revolutionary tourer to be built by MV Augusta. 
Or if you want a pedigree steeped in racing, then look no further than the World Supersport winning triple F3, 675 and 800. Or go all out for the ultimate legendary F4 MV Augusta. Italian style with Texas soul. Trade-in, consignments welcome and financing available. To Caddy Austin and the home of MV Augusta at 818 Breaker Lane, just east of I-35. Precision Camera and Video is the largest camera store in Texas with over 10,000 square feet and packed with all the latest manufacturer offerings. Founded in 1976 and still owned and operated by its founders Jerry and Rosemary Sullivan, Precision Camera is committed to the finest customer experience. With hand-picked products and on-hand experts, you won't find a more helpful, knowledgeable and accommodating sales staff for quality service. Come see for yourself, Precision Camera and Video, 2438 West Anderson Lane. If every talk radio program were the same, what would be the point? The Michael Berry Show is a little bit different. We're going to talk about politics, but we'll also talk about how great it is to live in Texas. Weekdays, 5 to 7 on Talk 1370. It's the Michael Berry Show. Hi, this is Elena Myers, number 21, Moto America Superbike Rider for Team 21 Motorsport and McGraw Power Sports Racing. You're listening to Speed City Radio. So, Les, how did Elena Myers do? She, I know it was here in Austin. She was doing okay, like 12th or 15th. How'd she do in Road Atlanta? Uh, she was doing okay. She's doing okay. But quite honestly, I got, I got hooked on the uh, the lead pack, and she was not in the lead pack. But uh, we'll talk some Moto America here in a bit. She'll get there. Oz has something else to talk about. All right, about. we're very excited. We have our next guest, Oz Negri. He's been on the show pretty recently, but we've got <laughs> we got these boys coming to Austin. He's got a parking spot outside. <laughs> so we got, we got to get to get the, the latest skinny. Oz, welcome back to speed city thank you thank you guys for having me again uh no problem well you, you're uh you're probably packing up ready to come see us here in austin absolutely can't wait can't wait one of my favorite tracks uh and uh, favorite cities uh that, that we go to and i j- just can't wait this uh, this time i'll have my wife and my my daughter with me uh for for the, the weekend so um you know it's uh, hopefully, it will be a very special one for us. And, and you know, the Saturday night's going to be free, so Oz can go learn to two step like all the MotoGP guys did. <laughs> learn to dance, Perfect. country western music. Perfect. We'll get y'all set. Take him over to the Broken all Spoke. Right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so, Perfect, you know, things are going awesome. I mean, uh, you know, last year there was another 40 inch tall car that had my lust, but the NSX has it <laughs> this year for sure. And uh, we're excited to see it arrive here. I mean, uh, am I a lucky guy or what? <laughs> uh, I, I will say yes, in case you don't believe it yeah, already. Right. Yeah, so, um, you know, a new program um, and a uh, very, very uh, fresh one. Uh, we, we, we've been working so hard uh, on the car, making a lot of progress. And uh, all the work that uh, Michael Shank Racing Team and the HPD engineers have put in uh, paid off. We are um, we are tied fifth in the championship, three points out of uh, third and seven points out of second with a brand new car. So that that says a lot about um, you know uh, the work that we've been uh, putting on, and um, you know the uh, this program has just been amazing uh, with uh, my co-driver Jeff Siegel. Uh, you know it's a new it's a new uh, it's a new thing for me, uh, you know, coming from a P car, uh, driving the GT is very, very different. So, uh, I've been working a lot on the sim, 
learning a lot the lines for a GT car there at um, at Coda. So hopefully everything will translate and uh, we'll we'll be good to go. You know, I think it will. You know, the that's one of the things I've had the opportunity to play on some of the sims that y'all work with. And I'll say it's remarkably accurate, though. I, in fact, I think you and I spoke about it. The turn 19 has a little roll off that's not quite replicated on the sim. So uh, right. I love I love that technology. And certainly the Acura has got the technology all over. But you're running without the uh, the power assist, the electric power assist in this because well, of class rules. Well, we, yeah, without the car, uh, you know, obviously, uh, the car had to be homologated by uh, FIA, by FIA, and um, if we had, um, you know, the the, the electrical uh, motor in it, it, it would be no contest. Uh, the car yeah. has a lot of power, so uh, you know, to bring us to everybody's level, they 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 had to take it out. So we we run a, a, a V6 twin turbo, and uh, this thing's been running just like a Swiss clock. Uh, they we done the uh, 24 hour of Daytona, never miss a beat. Oh yeah, top five never, finish. Never miss a beat, and uh, you know uh, it's 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 just been great. You know what? That kind of it's kind of a bummer to me that you you've got this cool technology, like we've said before when you guys were on the show talking about. There's not that many cars that have uh, uh, performance cars that are hybrids like this. It's like I wish they would have let you dial back maybe both of them or something so you could continue to use the hybrid technology. So, so am, am I getting that right? You don't get to use the electric side at all, right? No, we, we don't. We, it's not in the car. But, yes, I agree with you. We should have it so people get yeah. more uh, like into it and, 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 and learn more about, you know, what it does and and uh you know what kind of extra power we can get and and where we can get it so yeah. I, I i think it would be very very cool if we could keep it um yeah. I'm all for it yeah well, you're you know, talking about where you could use that power you know coming out of the corners anytime the car is slow where you've got instantaneous torque to you know especially combined with a turbo car it's perfect it's the perfect drivetrain in my mind right now because you've got uh, a small displacement engine, relatively speaking, you know, let's say compared to Corvettes and Astons and all that stuff, but you've got a turbo. It, it is but the you smallest. Get, it, yeah, yeah. it's the smallest engine, yes. And you've got to spin up the turbo, but you've got the electric motor. To, it, it's the perfect thing. I wish you could use that, but uh, well, here's I'm, the. I don't have any at say at IMSA. Yeah, Sorry. Yeah, like, they don't <laughs> listen to us. But, uh, <laughs> you know, the one thing I'll say about this is the NSX true is true to the street version of it. I mean, they really do use the same block, the heads, valve train. All of that is the same thing that you've got down at the dealership. And so don't don't feel like, you know, if, if you're one of the lucky few that has your hand on the new NSX already, that you're not looking at your car on track. You're just not seeing the uh, the electric hybrid portion of it. But it's still got the 3.5. It's twin-turboed, all of that. I mean, so it, it's positively a wicked car. They're talking about 500 horsepower on the car, uh, on the street, 406 for torque. Yeah, and it's and, and and not not to um, not mentioning that it's gorgeous. The yeah, car is absolutely yeah. beautiful. I and saw my first so one. Funny. <laughs> it's so funny that because uh, uh, you know, uh, like I said, doing a P car for so long, now driving a GT, and and uh, I, I realize how much how much more the fans 
they they relate it to they relate to uh, you driving a GT car. It's a car that they can have. It's a car that yeah, you can see on right. the street, and now they can you know they see it on the racetrack. So uh, hopefully, hopefully we are gonna win a race pretty soon for for the well, uh, we, the Acura fans. You know, I know the last time we spoke, the the only one that was around the team, uh, Michael kept the keys to it. <laughs> Michael Shank, uh, have you got your hands on him yet? No, no, he's still he's still still with him. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> I, I'm what? waiting. I'm waiting for my turn. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I want to jump. Oz, I want to jump in and talk about Austin specifically. I mean, look, we're going to be here. You guys are going to be here Friday and Saturday, and it's a it's a fantastic day of racing. And we're going to talk all about about the details and how to get tickets and all that stuff. But I want to I want you to talk about what you guys have been doing to get ready for Austin, and specifically what you the challenges when you think of Austin and Circuit of the Americas. What do you think of immediately? Well, it's a, it's a track that has absolutely every single type of corner. So it's almost impossible to set up a car for all the corners. You've got to, you know, give some of them up. Um, so we've been uh, talking with our engineers about, you know, what we want and uh, and which way we want to go with a car. Uh, we are coming from uh, the three most uh, different races that there is in 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 in, in, the, in the championship, which is Daytona, unique track. 24-hour race, Sebring, super bumpy, a 12-hour race, and then Long Beach, it's a street track, super bumpy, and the shortest race, an hour and 40 minutes. Now we're we're we're, we're gonna get go on uh, on the more kind of a normal uh, two hours and 45 minute race. So uh, we are talking a lot about strategy and thinking a lot about strategy and how we are gonna approach that and. Um, it, it it will be good. I mean, uh, it will be cool. Uh, the the GTD class is the most competitive class. Uh, you know, uh, it's it's got 17 cars, 16 cars um, uh, for the race. Uh, is the the class with the most uh, number of cars. So there's a lot that we we've been studying uh, competition. Where are they strong, and where are we strong, and. Uh, you know, and just just making, uh, getting prepared to make the the, the the right moves for for the race weekend. All right. Well, you said something that piqued my interest, and and you may plead the fifth on on <laughs> answering this question. But you said something about you're essentially you're going to throw away some curves to be prepared for the rest of the track. Which curves are you throwing <laughs> away? <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. Let's see if he answers uh, it. Yeah. <laughs> Well, the car, let's put it this way, the car has to change the direction uh, very, very well and stop very well. <laughs> Good answer. Yeah. I think we know where he's I going I think with your that. lawyer would approve of that. <laughs> well, but seriously, I mean, it's a joy to drive on that track. Uh, you know, can't wait to uh, get back there. Uh, last few last few times we, uh, we were there, we had good, um, you know, a good car. Uh, I know this is different, but, uh, you know, we are just very confident and um, uh, everybody's been putting a lot of work. The team has has been, uh, uh, you know, uh, putting all the brains together and, and, and to get this, uh, you know, our Acura NSX as, 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 far, as far up on the grid as possible. 
people. So, Oz, when do you guys start getting here? I mean, obviously the gates open on Friday, May fifth, coming up here. But when do you guys? When do you get to town? When I'll, do the I'll, when do the I'll gear be, and all I'll that? Be, uh, yeah, I'll be landing Wednesday nine thirty a.m. I'll be there very early this time. Uh, we got a lot of uh, a lot of uh, meetings and uh, uh, track walk on Wednesday and and you know some more preparation. Um, we want to. Uh, Get our driver change um, you know, practice done early, so it's out of the way and uh, and sharp as as it can be. So let's talk. Do you have any superstitions? Did you did you talk about getting you know getting into town early? Like no barbecue before the race, or <laughs> <laughs> no? Really, I I don't have any superstition. My uh, my my take is that if we work as hard as we can, uh, we do the best we can. Uh, you know, uh, what else can you, I mean, it's out of your hands. Um, I, I, I truly believe that hard work works and, and, and that's what we've been doing. Uh, and I've been doing for 14 years with, uh, Michael Shank racing and I'm very, very proud of it. Very proud to be part of the team, uh, associated with, uh, with Michael, uh, great guy, great team owner. He wants to win as bad as, uh, as I do, as any of, of us uh, drivers, and talking about it, I mean, uh, we have uh, we have uh, a phenomenal group of uh, race car drivers uh, in the '93 car and uh, in an '86 car. We we get along super well, uh, me, Jeff, Andy, and uh, and Catwoman. <laughs> um, it's it's been like uh, we we've been together forever. Uh, you know, uh, we we are brothers and sisters and it's been so cool so much fun we help each other we push each other and it's it's just been uh like one of those dream years well that's that's great to have a that's team that's gotta like be a lot that. of comfort right there yeah you know? well i was just looking at circuitamericas.com and you can go there and get tickets and of course it is friday and saturday and you know you brought up something you said you got your wife and your kids coming down this is a obviously we've talked about it being great for kids but kids 12 and under free just like a lot of the events at coda so it is a fantastic, great paddock access. Get down there to, to get down there and see the cars and meet the drivers and all that. And uh, and we really look forward to to having you in town, Oz, in just a couple of days. Thank you so much. And uh, yeah, fans come in and uh, make sure to stop by and say hi and uh, look at our beautiful Acura NSX and say hello to us. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, Oz Negri, thanks so much for coming on, and we will see you in a few days. Absolutely. Can't wait. Travel right. safe, buddy. Thank you. Talk to you soon. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. I yeah. love how excited he gets about coming to Austin as well as the racetrack. That's uh, just cool. And, you know, it's so much so that he's made it a family destination trip this time. So that, that says a lot. That's got to be. I was just looking at, at uh, circuitamericas.com. I was going to look at the ticket prices because – so you got a four-day – excuse me, a two-day pass – for seventy nine bucks, single day pass from forty nine bucks. They've got the car corrals too. Again, you know they got the uh, Corvette car corrals, and they've even got um, VIP and stuff like that as well. So it's it's. I know that we've broken this off from years past when it was the World Endurance Championship and IMSA, but I just love the fact they've that we get two races out of it. But they exactly. But they've made it a full on event with all of this. Well, and you know. Don't feel like it's just one thing going on. I mean, let's talk about the Friday. You remember this race weekend is Friday and Saturday. So Friday, the gates open at 745. Get there. Uh, it starts off with the Lamborghini 
classes running. So that that's a pretty darn cool event yeah. in itself to see all these Lamborghinis take to the track and, and run like the wild bulls they are. And then you've got uh, the WeatherTech Championship going on. So there, there's a whole other group of classes, all of them. Porsche, GT3, Continentals, uh, Sports Car Series, all of those classes go through that. The WeatherTech Sports Car gets on grid. Another one, uh, the Corvette Corral Parade Laps are, are going to go on Friday afternoon. So be out there. You know, and, and then, they, uh, like I said, it just continues. And then you go through another day of that on Saturday. Again, opening, uh, be there when the gates open at 8. And it looks like everything's going to wrap up about 4.35 o'clock. Well, you get the big race at one thirty. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get the, the big boys. So, yeah, and we keep talking about the Corvette uh, Corral because they have that as part of the, uh, they have to do a lap. But they got BMW, Ford, Mazda, Mercedes, Porsche. It's exactly what Oz was referring to where people can relate to the cars because you can not only do all the cars on track, but you can get together with all your buddies from all the different manufacturers and have the car corral. But we're going to go ahead and take a break. And when we come back, we're going to talk a little two-wheel action. We're going to talk a little bit about last weekend, but also uh, about what happened this weekend in Moto America and World Superbikes. Back after these messages. Precision Camera and Video is the largest camera store in Texas with over 10,000 square feet and packed with all the latest manufacturer offerings. Founded in 1976 and still owned and operated by its founders Jerry and Rosemary Sullivan, Precision Camera is committed to the finest customer experience. With hand-picked products and on-hand experts, you won't find a more helpful, knowledgeable and accommodating sales staff for quality service. Come see for yourself, Precision Camera and Video, 2438 West Anderson Lane. Envy Augusta motorcycles are the epitome of Italian style, precisely crafted with a passion for two-wheel art on wheels. Ducati Austin are the only Envy Augusta and Ducati factory authorized technicians in Austin, servicing all European brands. Check the Brutali Sport Naked, the most extreme essential naked bike ever. Or the Turismo Veloce 800, the first revolutionary tourer to be built by Envy Augusta. Or if you want a pedigree steeped in racing, then look no further than the World Supersport winning triple F3, 675 and 800. Or go all out for the ultimate legendary F4 MV Augusta. Italian style with Texas soul. Trade-in, consignments welcome and financing available. To Caddy Austin and the home of MV Augusta at 818 Breaker Lane, just east of I-35. Keep up with the latest headlines from Austin and beyond on the all-new Talk1370.com. Stay informed with the latest news, weather, contests, and more. It's all just a click away at Talk1370.com. Just one more way to stay connected with Talk 1370. Hi, I'm Will Hardiman, driver of number 19 WPD More Speed Porsche 991 Cup Car, and you're listening to Speed City. Oh, man. Thanks, Will. I bet he's all geared up and ready for this. This is a big week home race. I know. He's got to be excited. Oh, I, don't, yeah. I don't think our producer realized that he just has a nice little intro back. That, that uh, That's our hometown boy from Austin. Yeah, yeah. We're going to see a couple of the hometown groups. You know, the the More Speed team that Will's on will be there. You'll see uh, Mosing Motorcars entry as well. Plus, there's quite a handful of others that are throughout this region. So, uh, yeah. if you want to cheer local, come on out. 
Well, what about last weekend, man? That was that was crazy. So last weekend, we the Speed City Gang, Jonathan Green being the main the main man, of course, oh, yeah. motorcycles. He was uh, hey, he was doing the he was the lead commentator for the whole weekend. We pretty much exited the booth when uh, Kevin Schwantz comes walking. I was like, <laughs> yeah. tag, I'm out. <laughs> yeah. So we just kind of filled in when Jonathan needed a hand, but uh, but yeah, it was an awesome weekend at Coda. And you know what, Les, I want to talk about something because. I said this, uh, I've said this before, is that Coda had uh, this past weekend, it looked packed. I mean, I mean, obviously for a MotoGP race, it, it wasn't a three quarters of a million people like, I mean, excuse well, me, a quarter million people like F1. You know, or, one, one of the things that I'm learning that I never paid attention to is really the culture of that, are, that arrives and attends the different racing. Yeah. Because they are very different, aren't they? They really are. MotoGP is a little more, uh, I'm going to say, not a small click, but big clicks. They're brand loyal or they're rider loyal. And you'll see people that you know followed Rossi, that follow Marquez, or that follow the Ducati guys. And you know mm-hmm. uh, whether they're brand or rider-centric, uh, they developed this. And I, I was talking to some of them and just like, oh, yeah, we. this is where I met him. And he's from you know, states away and, and that this is where they get together once a year and hang out and they get RV spots or they camp out or whatever, but they make a weekend where these people only see once a year. And I thought that I think, was really cool. And, and I totally agree. And, and what you're saying is, is exactly the, it reiterates the point I was about to make is that I think that we've really built something. I say we, we here in Austin at Coda, that, that they've built something that is, that's now very sustaining because a great example is the Ducati Austin event that we stopped by, and we've we've been by there every year because we know the riders are going to be there, right? The top, right. they're always going to have the one and two. It's always rider. fun to MC it too, yeah. and of course them being a sponsor. But they, but that event has gotten bigger every year, and this year it was so huge that it's they couldn't handle it in uh, obviously inside the building, and it filled the parking lot, and it was overflowing into the area, and so. Uh, and, and then when I look in the stands and see how many people are there, and I'm like, this event is yeah. has really turned into something big here at Coda. It's cool. They they added a uh, the Takati crowd added a live band on site, and uh, they were playing. And it was it, it truly is the place that I start my MotoGP week. Yep. Well, it even was, if they weren't sponsors, you know, advertisers and part of the Speed City family, that's the best place to start the week. Yeah. You never know who shows up. Uh, not only the riders, but the fans also. Yeah. Well, the the rest of the weekend obviously went great. It was fantastic racing with Marquez. You know, you, we we weren't sure what was going to happen. At, you know, all weekend long, it was like Marquez is he is he not going to win it this year? Is it going to be the very take first it? time? Right, he's Vinales, and then Vinales crashes out. That was my broken heart, right? Yeah. There. It, it, I really what I the reason I was most disappointed, and I, I wasn't sure if I really wanted Marquez to win or not. I just wanted to see somebody challenge him big exactly. time. And Vinales obviously had the. Opportunity. I try not to cheer against somebody, but yeah, I, I like the competition. Yeah, and so it was a great weekend. Moto three, Moto two, Moto America. It was a fantastic weekend, and it's something that. If you haven't done and you're in the area, you got to make sure you go to next year. So, so Les, let's talk a little bit about what's happened this weekend. You got, you said you got to hey, watch so, a lot of Moto America, just right. Road Atlanta. Road Atlanta was great, and it was just one of those things that just kept on getting better. And there was so much jousting between the riders and everything. Valentin Debis 
and Garrett Gerloff were just hammering on each mm. other. It was one of the best super sport races I have seen in the three years. They did not let up. They were on each other. You know, with Inga, we were talking about being methodical. Both these guys were really playing it up. Garrett was kind of, to me, I was wondering if it was purposeful, especially towards the end, that he was staying behind Valentin for a bit. And in the last bit, it, it, he they just hammered on each other. Really was great. Uh, Valentin won it. Next up was Gerloff and Beach. And uh, J.D. was looking good. He looked like he was just going to st- sit back and let those two boys brawl and, and then swoop in and take it. But uh, the way things played out, he didn't quite get there. Road Atlanta, phenomenal sight. I want to go to Road Atlanta. Uh, so many architectural features of using the land uh, through all the rolling hills and the S's and everything. Yep. There's uh, quite a bit going on. But, you know, I, w- I want to talk about one of our favorite riders, Alex Wren, uh, took a tumble, and that's MotoGP. And anyway, just wanted to put it out there. He is out of commission for six weeks uh, yeah. after his off. He's had pretty serious surgery, and so uh wish you the best, Alex, but uh, we'll see you again soon. Well, let's just real quick touch on World Superbikes. Is there, you know, I keep wanting to keep my eye on this because, you know, obviously I want to see our man, um, Nicky Hayden, do better. He's He's sitting at 11th on the new Honda and still hasn't gotten anywhere that, like, that we are hoping this year. Uh, but this this weekend, both race one and race two were almost mirrors. Johnny Ray, Tom Sykes, and Marco Melandri won two, three in the race one. Johnny Ray, Tom Sykes, and Chaz Davies won one, two, three. But Nicky Hayden, we're still hoping he'll get up there, and we're going to keep an eye on him. Well, you know, and Jonathan and I talked about it. I don't think it was on air. And it's like, you know, it might take him half the season to get that bike dialed in all the way. It is a yeah. brand-new bike. It's completely... You know, from scratch, a uh, production bike that is that is new on the grid. So he's like, uh, it's it takes more time than you can imagine to get that sorted. And I, so I'm gonna, I'm holding my breath for Nikki. All right. Well, speaking of Jonathan Green, he's I think we mentioned earlier in the show he's been doing the he's gonna he's going to this year his first weekend he's gonna be doing the commentary for the Red Bull Global Rallycross. Really cool gig he's doing for uh, for this year, and he got to catch up with. Two names you will absolutely know for well, F1 driver Scott Speed. Yep. And of course, um, Tanner Faust. Uh, Tanner Faust. Yeah. Uh, well, and it's cool because uh, we keep crossing paths with the Andretti family. And uh, this is the Volkswagen Andretti Rallycross team that these guys are really taking off and they're ready to go. Yeah. Well, let's hear this. Jonathan did an interview with both Scott Speed and Tanner Faust. Here we go. Hey, Speedy City fans, a great weekend for Global Rallycross to start off 2017. I'm with the man who made it happen once again, the two teammates, Tanner Faust, Scott Speed. Scott Speed taking victory again, but it was close. First of all, Tanner, boy, you fought hard all weekend. It was a tough fight. You know, it's uh, you, you, when you qualify second, you don't have the best starting position, so I'm pretty proud to be able to come back and finish second, frankly. Um, always running in the same heats with last year we we really were in separate heats going at it so um, had you know I saw a lot of uh, Scott's rear bumper this weekend able to get by one time but um, honestly it's just uh, it's great for the team the these guys you never know where you're gonna end up in in uh, the first race of the season six months is a long off season so uh, you don't know if Honda's is gonna come out with something crazy or Ford with something crazy but uh, the Volkswagen engineers went at it and obviously, uh, you know, their their legendary engineering prowess is paying off. 
And Scott, you picked up where you left off. It was close last season, but I think the most noticeable thing at this very fast track that is Memphis was the starts by the Beatles. I mean, brilliant. Every time you manage to nail it. Um, is that just something that the, the car is good at? Uh, well, I think that uh, it's a whole package. Um, obviously, we nailed all of them except for one. Yeah. <laughs> we, we had one hiccup, but it's uh, you know it's part of the game. We uh, like like Tanner mentioned, it's it's a team effort. We have you know I think the best in the business from the top down, and I think it shows. And it's good to see that after all the hard work that everyone has put in and all the time that we've put in, when we came to the first race, we have a result like this. You guys ready to go toe to toe again? Uh, I've, you know, you got to say one thing. You know, Tanner and I have been teammates now for four years, and we have yet to run into each other, uh, knock on wood, because I think there's just a, a great camaraderie and a great re- mutual respect between us. Uh, and I think that's, you know, a big part of the success we have as a team as well, because we do work together so well, and we, you know, have that respect. Are you going to win the Kentucky Derby? The Kentucky Derby. Yeah. <laughs> that's where we're going next, Louisville. Yeah, isn't that funny? Um yeah, I mean, I'm obviously going to try. It's uh, We both push hard just because we haven't crashed into each other doesn't mean we're not racing. But I think both of us enjoy the actual racing thing rather than just crash derby s- style of driving. So um, it uh, And I put, think it puts a good show on for the fans, and I think we did that in Memphis. These guys certainly haven't seen anything like this uh, around here at MIR. So when we go to Kentucky... Um, hopefully we put on a great show for those guys too and we uh, make some new Rallycross fans. Well, great stuff by both of you. Congratulations. A one-two for Volkswagen. We'll see you next time in three weeks' time. Thanks, buddy. Thanks, man. Man, that is such a cool sport, Global Rallycross. I'm is... getting hooked into it more oh, so. Oh, man, it's awesome. The kid, my sons love that. That's like their favorite racing. Okay, but you kind of grew up doing it before they called it that. Well, that's true. I was grew up Farm in, the, boy. in the dirt and bastrop. All right, we got to go. We're out of time. Thanks for tuning in. Check us out next weekend because uh, we're going to be doing the show on Sunday night as usual, but we're have lots of interviews from the IMSA race. Sun, why are all four shocks Get your tickets. CircuitAmericas.com. Talk to you next week. Get breaking news, exclusive contests, and more delivered right to your inbox. I like knowing things. Join the Right Choice Club at Talk1370.com and you'll be in the know. Just go to Talk1370.com and click on the Right Choice Club from Talk 1370. The Right Choice. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.